Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to another episode of HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. I'm Jeff Stroman of HopeNet360 and my partner in hope, DW. How are you doing tonight, man? Good. Good to be with you and our listening guest tonight. All right. And I want to introduce also our panel of hope tonight here on the show. We got Tara Kay back in studio. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's good to see you again. Good to be back. Yeah, we missed you. I missed you guys. It's always good when you're here. Naturally. We call it the P-O-H, the panel of hope. Panel of hope. But on the radio biz, we call it P-O-H. <laughs> Is that you trying to be trendy? No. <laughs> no. It, when I work with our youth group, we have we have symbols. We have MP. OF as one of our symbols. And if, if I tell them it's an MPOF, that is a must put on fridge. Oh. So that they remember. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. So we use, we use symbols in, in, in the industry. I don't expect you to know this, but in the industry, <laughs> you know, we use symbols. We use little letters to mean things. What industry so, is that? Exactly. The industry of being um, working with children. The DW industry. Yeah, the industry of crazy teachers. <laughs> the DW crazy teachers. industry. <laughs> we got all these yeah. acronyms. This is great. Lest we digress. Yes. And also joining us in studio again, Mike Ott, <laughs> youth pastor at Graceway Fellowship. Good to have you back again with us tonight, Mike. It's great to be back. Yeah. And if, you've, if you're just tuning in on this series, we're in the middle of our Thanks Living series. It's a series on thankfulness. And we want to help you guys be thankful, not just during Thanksgiving season. While the holidays can be a hard time, I think we can get to a point where we can all be thankful in our own lives not just during this time, but any any days of our lives that we're here. And tonight, we're going to talk about the N in thanks. So thanks living. The first week, we talked about our time. We're all at the same point. We have 24 hours a day, seven days a week. As long as we're breathing, we have the same amount of time. And sometimes we can choose to be thankful, but a lot of times we choose to be thankless or self-centered and self-focused. So the reality of time, we talked about our heart and what role the heart plays in being thankful. And last week was a lot of fun talking about our attitude, how our attitude shapes being thankful and what role that plays. So tonight we're going to kind of talk a little bit about our mood because we uh, we aren't always in the mood of being thankful. What, what in the world is a mood anyway? What, 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 when you talk mood, what are you talking about? When I was younger, I used to have one of those mood rings that would change colors, you know, based if you're happy or supposedly. I think it really had to do with, like, if your hand was warm. <laughs> yeah. so, did, so did that work? Did that work or did that create the mood after it changed? No, it didn't work. It was just for fun. <laughs> didn't work. Slash, they don't okay. work. Well, you know, I, I mean, is mood, what is mood? Is it just how you feel? Because, like, if, if I'm just trying to adjust what I feel, I'm going to go have some ice cream. You know, and, and then I feel good. So is that what we're talking about, that kind of thing? I'd, what is, if we're going to talk about mood, we need to understand, is it just a feeling for a moment? I don't know, but I'd like ice cream. That would probably up my mood. See, a bit. that changes your mood. Let me, let me ask you this. What, <laughs> what is, what is your favorite? No. Yeah, that would be yeah, right. <laughs> Marshmallow. You, you had to bring that up. And ice cream. <laughs> you had to bring Even that better. up. 
Yeah. Yeah, anyone who eats peeps and ice cream needs to be um, taken away in a white jacket. <laughs> um, but let, let me... Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> For those of you that are wearing a white jacket to work today, I didn't mean anything by that. <laughs> Dave at HopeNet 3. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Hey, let me ask you this, Jeff. Let me ask you, your favorite food in the world. I mean, if I could say, Jeff, I want to give you your favorite food, man. It's cooked the best. What is it? Oh, man. it's. I would have to go for a good steak. Okay. So a good steak puts you in a good mood. Yeah. Okay. Now, there are people actually listening that do not like steak, do not like beef. And I know you find that hard to believe, but there are. There are people that just don't like it. Sure. Uh, Jason, what's your favorite food? I love pizza. Okay. Pizza. And I'm with you on that one. You know, I mean, I, I would rather have pizza than steak, actually, probably. But so there are people, though. What kind? What do you like on your pizza? I like uh, sausage and pepperoni. All right. See, now, I'm not a big pepperoni guy, but I'll eat it. Yeah. I, I like everything else. Like, throw everything you got in the kitchen on this thing and throw it in the oven, and, and I would like it. Linda, my dear wife, she likes cheese-only pizza. So here's my question. Now, I just said a bunch of different foods, and Peeps was actually thrown in there by mistake by somebody that we're not hey, going to stay Hey, I bet a anyone. lot of the listeners but, like Peeps, too. Yeah. No, I'm just no, representing. no, 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 no. Yeah, well, okay, fine. We're, Peeps are gross. Yeah, thank you. Here's the deal, though. Why is it that we have different tastes, even, that cause moods? You know, I mean, does anybody know why this happens? Why when I put a piece of pizza in my mouth, I just kind of close my eyes for a minute and go, ooh, that's good, you know? Well, someone else goes, yuck, to the same thing. You know, I like salmon. Do you like salmon? I do. Salmon. You guys like salmon over oh, there? Oh, yeah. In the yeah. studio? Yeah? Okay. But there are some people, when I cook fish in my house, my dear wife goes, it stinks in here. How can you eat that? <laughs> and I'm looking at her going, my mouth is drooling. <laughs> you know? So two different feelings, totally, about that. Two different moods created by the same smell. Like, I don't think we know where it comes from. I think it's just in there. You know, I think it's just there, and it, and it responds, which is really crazy then when you think about it, because we actually let these moods control us, mm-hmm. but we don't even know where they came from in the first place. Yep. How weird is that? Well, Dave, I have something. I was thinking lasagna, yep. and that's my favorite food, but if you made it for me, it would never touch what my mom could make. So <laughs> that would change yeah. my mood, too. I'd be like, man, Dave, sorry, it's not the best dish in town. <laughs> I have to go back home yep. to Pennsylvania for it, so my mood might change just based on the... The dish, even though lasagna is my favorite food. Well, that's very interesting because, see, now you just set up the mood thing with expectations involved. Yeah. So so you're having – it's just like a guy grew up in Chicago. We like pizza. Now, you know, both Jason and I grew up in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Chicago has a certain kind of pizza. Oh, yeah. So then you come up and you buy a tombstone, you know, and you go, well, that's okay. It, right. It's kind of a cheap imitation of the real thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it, what's really – all right, if you like Tombstone, and, and I just insulted you, please write Jason. Um, but, but it's the expectation factor. So is it, is it that, you know, people think like every school year, you know, it's going to be a great year and that kind of thing, and, 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 and they miss um, the mark, really, and they're not really finding out that great. So now the disappointment is, like, huge. Um, you know, Mike, if you came over and I made you lasagna, and I told you I was making you lasagna just like your mother made, but I never asked you the recipe. So you come over, and all day you're thinking of that. Mm. You think, oh, man, I can't wait to get my teeth into that. And the, your first bite, you know, you go, are you kidding me? This isn't even close. Mm-hmm. Now, I just ruined your night. Mm-hmm. 
that's mood right there. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, and it has nothing to do necessarily with the thought process or anything else. It, it does in a way. But, but really, if we understand the elements that go into it, it, we shouldn't, you know, if I'm letting my mood control me, then what I'm really doing, it, it means that I'm, I'm not understanding that those moods can come from places that we don't even understand. Mm. And I'm letting that control everything I do. Yeah, that's very true. And tonight, our show tonight is called Never Not Thankful. And how often we live in it, and that was that was intentionally by design, Never Not Thankful, two uh, negatives, double negatives. I don't like using double negatives in a sentence. Most people will probably teach, don't use a double negative in a sentence. But If you're a teacher, it would be Jeff Stroman. Yes, you can email him and correct him. <laughs> Tonight's show is called Never Not Thankful, and we're going to talk more about what this means later on in the show. Remember to go and check out hopenet360.com slash radio, and we post our show notes there. So as we're talking tonight on the show, we've got some tweetable things you can tweet out. We have some different links, and uh, we'll have some different uh, things to say on our show notes. So check that out. Hopenet360.com is the place for it. Also, jump on the tweet back if you are wanting to connect with us on the show as we're on tonight or anytime during the week use the hashtag hnrtb on twitter or just jump to hopenet360.com slash tweet back and you can connect with us anytime we also have an email to hope at hopenet360.com is our email we love reading your messages you guys send in every week and coming up in a couple of weeks i just want to put this out there we want to do a show called ask me anything and this will be a chance for you to get connected with us and your opportunity to ask a question and we will answer it on the show. So email it to us, hope at hopenet360.com or just use the Twitter hashtag HNRTB. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about on that show coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're going to take a break here on the show, play some music. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, Hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Jason, Tara Kay, and Mike here in studio with you guys tonight. Glad that you've joined us here on the show. Remember to jump on the tweet back. Go to hashtag HNRTB on Twitter. Send us some tweets. Let us know your thoughts. I hope you're in a good mood tonight as we're talking to the show. If you're not, you better stay tuned in because I think by the end of the show, you'll understand a little bit more about how our mood affects us. The show tonight, never not thankful. And uh, guys, what does that what does that mean? Never not thankful. What do you guys think? Bad grammar. I think that it means that you don't know how to speak English. That could be properly. <laughs> Would they ever use that phrase like in Ireland? In Ireland, if you said "never not thankful," I, they would probably look at you funny. Yeah, they'd probably look at you funny in America. Yeah, that's true. Is it possible to always be thankful on the other side of that? Do you think? I mean, Jason, is it possible to always be thankful? I think you could strive for it. All right. Well, what what are the factors? I mean, what would make somebody always thankful? Um, I think it, it it starts with your attitude, and then that attitude impacts your mood. I think kind of like what we just talked about, because I think there's a difference between attitude and mood, and yet we I don't think we've talked about that yet. But attitude is is really your your view on a situation, you know. And so we were just talking about food and pizza, lasagna, steak. You know, and if you have an attitude like, all right, I, I have food and I'm thankful for the food, you know, then 
it'll impact your mood regardless of whether or not it's the best or the worst that you've ever had because you're thankful for the food. You know, whereas if you go in it with attitude of, man, I want this to be absolutely the best, or you go in an attitude like this isn't going to happen, then it impacts your mood too. Yeah. Have you all seen people that have been very sick or been very poor, but they've had, they were in a great mood? Have you seen that? Yeah. I've, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it both ways. Or they're not in a good mood. You know, the question, it begs then, what do they know? That's the question. Mm. What do they really know? Not what do they feel? Because you think they feel the pain. They feel the, the pain of being poor and suffering. That way they feel the pain of something else. But, but what do they know that allows them to be okay and allows them to thrive? I mean, I would encourage our listeners, go read the book of Philippians through like three or four times. Because, because they see Apostle Paul talking about that. But what is it, when you think about it, the people that you have known, have you ever asked somebody, how can you be in a good mood through this? I mean, have you ever asked that question? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's the answer they give you? Uh, well, if it's depending on the situation, uh, for me, it's just been, well, I've got all these other things that I'm choosing to focus on instead of, you know, that one thing that is disrupting their lives or making things more uncomfortable than they're normally used to. Okay, use the word focus. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Just like anything, you know, what you put your eyes on, for some of us, we put our focus on the things, the stuff, to bring us a good mood. So uh, I remember when, you know, as you're growing up, it, it's kind of neat going car shopping with your parents, and they're looking for a new vehicle, and you're like, oh, Mom, I love this car. I love this van. And found a van, and we're like, oh, it's cool. You can control your own, you know, temperature and stuff. And, and so you're thinking on road trips, hey, I don't have to be cold or hot. I can actually, you know, have my own controls of, of the thing. So, like, just stuff like that that sometimes we, we think those things put us in a better mood. So if you're focusing, though, I mean, and I agree with your example, but if, if you and I are focusing on, let's say I'm focusing on me, mm-hmm. and I'm focusing on, you know, what's best for me and comfort for me, and that's what I'm focusing on. Is it possible if I'm just focusing on me to really have a good mood or be in a good mood? Because it seems like the rest of the world doesn't seem to be about me. Does that make sense? I mean, how do I get in a good mood if I'm, if I'm focusing on me all the time? Yeah, and and I I would agree with you. Some of it is circumstantial, you know that it if it, if your eyes are set on you, um, and we've kind of talked a little bit about too on the show where we sometimes try to you know self medicate too, you know we're right. trying to deal with with different issues. So does medicine change anything? What what does it do for us? It might mask it for a time being. Okay, but it doesn't you know solve the problem, the real underlying issue. Uh, sometimes it's there as a, a, a band-aid uh, to kind of mask it. So if somebody's dependent upon medicine for being in a good mood, does that solve the problem? That would be my question. Now, you know, I've, I've been on medicine for a lot of things. I'm, I'm narcoleptic, and that's a brain thing, so I understand medicine. It, what's interesting is that the medicine I take for narcolepsy doesn't solve narcolepsy. It actually helps me endure narcolepsy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't solve it. The idea would be if we could come up with a solve for it, a cure for it. Now I could do something where I wouldn't need that medicine for the rest of my life. But as of today, the science is there is no cure for it. 
And so we have to do the best to take care of it and manage it. So would medicine be more like a managing technique but not a cure? Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, medicine medicine in itself isn't evil, you know, but sometimes it can create other conflicts. You know, it can alter other moods. I mean, there's a lot of money that's spent on trying to change people's moods and sometimes their behavior, sometimes how they act. But a lot of it is just mood and, and feeling good. You know, I think of another, I guess, another example when we're talking about a mood. You know, sometimes, sometimes we just wake up. And we're just in a bad mood. We just we don't either feel good or you know call it waking up on the wrong side of the bed, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes it's just not explainable. You can't explain why you feel like you're in a bad mood, and and then that just affects your day. And and I'm wondering if there's you know there's probably some people that are listening tonight. They're they're thinking the same thing. How do I get out of a bad mood? How do I get out of a funk? I've been in a funk for so long. And we talked a little bit, kind of, we touched on it last week on the show, but I'm wondering your thoughts with someone comes to you and says, I'm just, I'm just in a bad mood. Or maybe you notice, you recognize somebody that just is in a bad mood. How do you yeah. approach them? You know what? I, I would like to clear up a myth, first of all. One day I waited for my wife to get out of bed and I got up on the wrong side of the bed on purpose <laughs> to see if that mattered. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> so just to clear up, that's my own scientific study. I know it's not going to be in the published in the science manuals or anything, but the, the, the bottom line really is, I think what happens, and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but w when you look at life and try and put it in perspective, we have looked at so much of the pretend world. We actually believe that everybody else, by looking at television, school, whatever, is in such a better place than we are, mm -hmm. that, that we begin to really feel, feel mood bad about where we're at. When, when we can't even feel good about the process we're in that God's bringing us through, to develop us into the person we're going to be, because we're not focused on that at all. We're really focused on what everybody else has. You know, someone came to me once, a young man, and said, you know, I want to be able to have the teaching opportunities you do, that kind of thing. What do I need to do? And I said, you get about 40 years experience. And they said, no, that's not the answer I want. No, but that's the answer. I mean, you, you can't take what's in my head and all the experiences, not, not the brain, not the cells, not the smartness, but the experiences that have piled up over 40 years. You, you know, that's what comes out. And so I encourage them, stay with people, work with people, get experiences. And, and when you're my age, you, it'll just pour out of you like experience stuff. But, but that actually, when you look at it, is, is if somebody came to me and said, man, I'm in a bad mood, one of the first things I would do is try and talk about where the mood comes from. Because we can cure the issue of being in a bad mood if we can figure out where it comes from. If we want to mask it, well, then if you're going to be out of the bad mood by eating a bowl of ice cream, I could give you that too. But we're not going to solve that at this point. So I think if someone comes to me, I'm, I'm going to try and dig around a little bit and say, all right, why are you feeling this way? And as an older guy, I'm trying to pinpoint. And you know what? Almost 100% of the time it comes to I am really focused on me and the rest of the world isn't. And it's making me miserable. And I'm thinking, yeah, that is a problem because the rest of the world is not focused on you and you want it to be. And boy, you know, you need to get really readjusted like a chiropractic visit. I mean, you need to get readjusted and understand what you're supposed to focus on, how God made you. Today, if you're finding yourself in a bad mood where things are just not looking bright for you and you just need to talk to somebody, I just encourage you to open the conversation tonight and chat with a live coach. Visit HopeNet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. They're there, and they're not mood service, but they want to help pour into you. And maybe today they'll share something with you tonight that is just something that you needed to hear. So chat with a live coach at HopeNet360.com. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be back with more on HopeNet Radio.
We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. Hope Net Radio on Q90FM. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show here tonight. Jeff, DW here with your host on the show. We want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. And it may be a difficult time for you right now in your life. Maybe things aren't always great around Thanksgiving. I want to encourage you just to go and chat with a live coach tonight. If you need to talk to somebody, there's a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. And they're there to chat with you about whatever's going on in your life. This month, we're talking about Living Thankfully, our Thanks Living series is all about living thankfully 24-7, 365. I guess when you're sleeping, it's hard to just have an attitude of thankfulness, but hopefully you're dreaming thankful dreams, I guess. Thankful you're sleeping. Thankful you're sleeping. That's a good thing. And uh, anyway, connect with us also on the Tweetback while we're on tonight. Tweet, tweet. Go to hopenet360.com slash Tweetback or use the hashtag HNRTB on Twitter. We'd love to get connected with you. Also check out the show notes. We do have some show notes posted at hopenet360.com slash radio or on our Facebook, on our Twitter page. We would love for you guys to just connect in the show. We don't just share every single thing that we have uh, to talk about tonight. It's hard to cram all of this into an hour. Never not thankful. It's all, It's Sometimes it's hard to be thankful and to be in a a mood that exudes thankfulness. And we kind of talked about how what we do, if we're not thankful, we can work, we can do a couple of different things. We can either pretend that we're thankful or we can actually act how we're feeling or whatever mood we're in. So maybe you're not thankful today and you decide to show that you're not thankful today. We really handle this in a couple of different ways. And I want to talk about, you know, masking it. Do you think this is a common thing? Do people actually mask their emotions when they're not feeling a certain way? Absolutely. I think nowadays all the time people mask their emotions in a, in a lot of different ways um, because I think it's, it's almost a cultural thing where we can't show our real selves or the way that we're feeling. I mean, some of us do it better than others where some of us kind of wear it on our sleeves in a sense. But I think a lot of the times we may be having a bad day depending on the different circumstances, you know, that are going on or, you know, we talk jokingly talked about waking up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, there's different things that might influence us during the day. And, you know, we go to work or we go to school and we want to try to put ourselves on our best game or even there might be something going on in our lives that deep down we want somebody to ask us about but then we are telling ourselves well I need to put on a mask because that's I need to look good to other people so I think I think we do mask ourselves quite a bit isn't it tiring to do that i mean doesn't that get pretty old what happens if you're masking how you feel um, and are you always afraid that somebody's going to find out how you really feel? Mm. Is that what happens? Or maybe that they, it might be awkward. You know how when people always ask, oh, hey, how are you doing? Well, does anybody ever really respond with really how they're doing? And if you yeah. do, what's their response then? Like their response is kind of a little shock, like, well, actually not so good. And then they kind of look shocked like, oh, I wasn't really asking. I really didn't want to know. They don't know what to do with it. So you also maybe mask it because... You don't want to make an awkward situation. If you, I went through that when I um, was going through a really difficult time, and I when I moved back to Wisconsin, and people, I wanted people to. It was nice that they cared to ask me, but then when they asked me, I was like, "Well, do you really want me to tell you how I feel?" Because yeah. then they wouldn't know what to do with it, and then you just feel like you bum them out too. So you yeah. just kind of <laughs> put on a face and say, "Oh yeah, I 
I'm good. And then, and then I guess with some people in, in a way, I mean, in your life, you have different people that you let into different parts of your life. Yeah. So in a sense, I think that's kind of okay because I don't need to tell every single person who asks me how I'm doing. If I'm not really doing that well, I don't really need to tell them necessarily. But with other people in my life, I, th- I think it's important that you are able to have some people in your life that you can share everything with and you can open up to on that level, but you don't have to feel like you have to share your immediate mood with everybody who asks in the moment. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, First Peter 5, uh, 6 and 7, uh, um, basically, cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. I think our byline for the program is conversation saves lives. And basically, what we have found, what I have found through the years, is that I need to be honest with the, the select group of people and always honest with God about what I'm thinking. It, you know, you might call it self-talk or whatever it might be um, because you're not talking to anyone if you're talking to self. But when you're praying, you're not talking to self. You're talking to God. And it's amazing how that rearranges my mood. When I talk to somebody who is older than me, smarter than me, and loves me, and I can, I can actually pour out my heart and say, you know what? I, like, let's say I'm mad at Jason. I go, man, that Jason's driving me nuts because he's my neighbor, and, and he cut the lawn, and all the clippings are on my driveway. You know what I mean? I, and I'm, I just want to go out there and strangle him kind of thing. And so instead of, of me being in a bad mood, I say, you know, God, why am I in a bad mood? And, and, and I know I'm talking to somebody who knows everything and loves me. So all of a sudden I see the problem really is my attitude. It isn't really Jason. And if I would actually go to Jason and say, hey, Jason, you know, when you cut the grass, I would appreciate if you would not throw the, the clippings on my driveway. What would you say, Jason? I'd say, sure, no problem. Yeah, see, now it's all over. Yeah. Instead of just stewing about it forever, conversations just there save my mood and yeah. probably your life because I was getting pretty mad. You know yeah. what I mean? That kind of thing. And, and, and so all of a sudden moods don't really control us, but honesty and conversations do within the scope of that honesty. And I would suggest all our listeners need to find people, starting with God, that they can talk to honestly about what they're thinking and, and solve the problem rather than just mask the problem. And I think as you as you do that more and put that into practice, and even as you t- dialogue with God about just the different issues going on in your life, it'll start showing in the way that you live out your life because you'll, you'll naturally have a better mood because your attitude, you know, your, your frame of mind would be different. Mm. You know, I even just think about Paul as I read through Scripture. You know, here's a guy, you know, that faced a lot of different stuff. He was beaten, he was tortured, he was thrown into jail, this, that, and the other, shipwrecked, you know, you name it, it probably happened to Paul. And as you read scripture, he's still, you know, praising Jesus and pointing people to Jesus and everything that does. I mean, in Acts 16, he's even, you know, singing songs in the middle of the night while he's in prison, you know, and here's a guy that had his mindset, you know, set on something apart from himself, you know, he, he talked with God. Um, He had that line of communication open and he was real. You know, he didn't have to hide his, his emotions. He was just very real about it and and impacted not only his attitude, but then his mood and the way that he he was perceived by others. And I think we can, we can even learn from that in our own lives as we face different situations. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the here and now rather than thinking about the bigger picture, you know, even with the example used about long clippings, as simple as it is, sometimes we get so stewing over a situation that it's really not a big deal. And then you wonder after you resolve the problem, it's like, man, that really wasn't a big deal. Why did I get so all up in arms about it? Yep. 
So I think it could really impact our life. Yeah, I think uh, for me, a lot of times I'm, I look at myself and I reflect on who I am a lot of times. And I think I have to sometimes be like, why am I in that mood? And I think a lot of times it's looking to see what the cause of it is. And I know throughout this show already, I've seen some different causes. You know, when we talked about lasagna, we talked about uh, family relationships and how that changes based on my perspective of my mom's lasagna. We talked about uh, medical things like biological factors that we were born with. Uh, We talked about temperament. Uh, We talk we could talk about external influences, things that influence us from the outside. And I think the biggest one for a pastor a lot of times is God's word promises us this perfect peace from God. Mm-hmm. And then there's times where it just doesn't feel like it's that perfect. And so a lot of times if we can find out what the cause is, yeah. a lot of times we can start to change that mood. And, you know, with the grass clippings, that's another perfect example. The cause was, hey, you kind of offended me. You didn't clean up your mess on my property. And it caused a mood that kind of went down a different path than you wanted and made a bad mood for you. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's always finding out, hey, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And then how can I correct it? Yeah, yeah, that's so true because so many things that happen in our lives are uncontrollable that we don't have control over. I mean, someone that dumps grass clippings, I mean, that it's a prime example. There are other things, you know, getting in a car accident, that would change my mood in a hurry. You know, if it was my fault or if it was the person, you know, someone rear-ends me, I mean, then that changes our mood, you know, in a day-to-day thing. So really, by definition, a mood is more of a temporary state of mind. Mm-hmm. It's not really a way of thinking. It's usually it's singular. You know, you're hungry, so you go grab a pizza. You know, you're angry. So what do you do? Well, you can take that out in a lot of different ways. You know, feeling like you're lonely, you know, that that affects your mood too, just being sad or being depressed and, and even just being tired. Let's face it. Some days there are just you wake up and you're like, I really don't want to get up today. And that might have been you this morning too. So there are a lot of different factors that kind to come into play here and some of those things are they are out of our control so tonight as we continue on the show we'd love to hear your thoughts on the tweet back use the hashtag hnrtb if you're on twitter or go to hopenet360.com slash tweet back and uh, while you're there check out the show notes on tonight's post never not thankful is the title of this show we'll be back with the second half of hopenet radio feel like nobody cares we do hopenet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by groundwire a live coach is available to talk right now at hopenet360.com it's hopenet radio you can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet360.com now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio, the second half of the show. Glad that you've joined us here on the show. If you missed any part of the first half or any past episodes, you can go to HopeNet360.com tonight and download the podcast. You can also go and subscribe on iTunes if you have maybe an iDevice and you want to go there and, and subscribe on iTunes. You can do that through the iTunes store. Just go to HopeNet360.com. All of those links are there under the show notes for tonight, as well as how you can connect with us on TuneIn. So if you're on the TuneIn Radio app, you can actually go there and subscribe to the podcast. So that's exciting news from us. Uh, We'd love for you to connect with us also on the tweet back tonight. Having a lot of fun on Twitter, as usual. Go to HopeNet360.com slash tweet back or use the hashtag HNRTB. So tonight, guys, you guys all in a good mood? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, but... Sunday's the best day of the week. <laughs> Sunday is the best day of the week. Why is it for you, Tara? Well, it's usually relaxing, so 
I usually will go to church, spend time with my church family, spend time with my family, watch a little football. Do you even a better mood if the Packers win? Giddy up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to talk about the Bears. <laughs> They'll probably be best. We still like Jay Cutler very much. I, I can imagine so. We'll see what happens on Thanksgiving Day when they face the Lions. But it probably won't help either the Bears or the Packers is my guess. Well, we do know that that's the one game I'll be rooting for the Bears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would like to get that on video, please. Thank you. That's true. <laughs> I will be too. <laughs> you have a couple more fans. Yeah. Well, tonight, guys, on the show, we've been talking about being in a good mood. You know, last week we talked about attitude, and tonight our show is called Never Not Thankful. And really the point of that is a lot of times we spend our life living in contradiction. I don't know if you've realized this in your life, but there are some times where I'll start to think about why I'm in a bad mood. And I'll, you know, I'll try to figure out, well, how do I get in a good mood? Because I don't like being in a bad mood. I'm miserable. You know, when you're in a bad mood, you're miserable. You know, you're not really a delight to be around. You don't even like yourself a lot of times. Yeah, but let me ask you this. And so you, you ask that question, how do, I, how do I change my mood? And I found there is you actually do have a part to play in how your mood is. And I think one thing that is always good to remind ourselves, and, and I talked about this being in youth ministry, and Mike, you might be the same way too, when you're talking to leaders and people that are influencing you know, young people is you get to set the mood. You, know, you get to set the tone. You get to set the temperature essentially for how, this is, how the night's going to go or even how your day is going to go. And I don't know, for you guys, sometimes we have to talk ourselves out of a bad mood. Have you ever been in that scenario? Yes. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned the a car accident because I recently, yes, is true, got a speeding ticket. And I was not very happy. I was not in a good mood when I saw those red and blue lights. Do you know why and you get tickets? Do I know why? Yeah. If you speed. You All right. Just want to make sure. <laughs> no, I know. But to, to be honest, I thought it was a 65 and it was really a 55. But anyway, um, he was nice and he gave me the least amount. But I had a bunch of people in my life say, hey, you should just go to court and contest that because they'll probably lower it for you. And I went and did that and they didn't do anything because it was already in the lowest bracket. And I kind of already knew that. But I thought maybe they'd give me a warning, maybe something. It doesn't hurt to ask, right? That was my thinking. And so anyway, it stayed the same. I paid the ticket. But you know what I thought? I was really upset. I went all the way to the courthouse and then nothing changed. And I just thought, but you know what? At least I could be mad about this or I can be thankful that I at least have a car. I have a um, a job that helps me pay for my car. It helps me pay for insurance. I have a driver's license and I'm thankful for that. So I know it was my fault. So I paid the ticket and it changed my mood when I, when my focus changed off of, uh, I can't really afford this extra expense right now. Right. You know, and I was just thankful then for trying to be thankful, try to focus on something else that I was thankful that the, the police officer was nice enough to lower the ticket to the least amount possible too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's not always a fun situation to be in. I mean, especially when you're, I don't know if you were late or something, but especially like one of the when you think you're doing things right and then all of a sudden someone's like no you're doing it wrong yeah and when everybody else i mean you look at all the other cars like you could have stopped them you could have stopped them no life is not fair all the time and that that gets you in a bad mood too (laughs) can i ask you a personal question sure did you cry no, I, I cannot do that. <laughs> I okay. can't. Well, you, you know, it's interesting. My mom used to always do that, and she got out of every ticket I ever saw. So I, I, uh. I just thought, boy, that's a good good thing right there. But <laughs> So, Dave, have you tried that? 
Yeah, I, I, again, though, it's a mood. You know, the, why did the police officer let my mom off? Because he was feeling bad, that she was feeling bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone's trying to get out of this mood thing. It's like, mm -hmm. I want her to stop crying. She's got kids in the car and she's bawling like crazy. Here's a Kleenex, man. Please get on your way. Don't speed anymore. You know, that <laughs> I kind know. Of thing. I wish I could do that. You know, <laughs> I can't. It's really so weird. Dave, my million dollar question, have you tried that? <laughs> no. You know what? When I, I've only been stopped a few times and I haven't been stopped for like 30 years. But um, And each time I've laughed about it because I was so blatantly wrong in what I was doing. It was like, oh, man, yeah, you should have caught me. And you did. And uh, I remember I was driving a truck once on on the, the express lanes in Chicago. And it was a pickup truck, so I didn't really think it was a truck. You know what I mean? It says no trucks, but it's like my brain is somewhere else, so I'm driving it. All of a sudden I get pulled over, and I'm going to speed limits. I pulled over, and I was eating a dozen donuts. I just bought a, a, a well, it was, I had a dozen donuts next to me. I wasn't eating them all at once. Sure. Yeah. And, and so the police stopped me, and, and he said, I said, what, do you, what? what did I do wrong? He goes, you're, you're driving a truck. And I go, oh, man. I must have sounded really stupid. It's like, I am driving a truck. And, and, and I looked at him and, and I said, do you want a donut? You know, it was like, well, that's like, boy, did he throw the book at me. Because he thought it was a joke. Disorderly conduct. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a joke. I was actually eating donuts and I, I, went out, and I was busted. He gave me a ticket. I didn't get out of that one. Yeah, I was going to say after that, open mouth answer. Yeah, what I've learned is donuts don't work. No, not for them. Oh, man. Did he take it as an insult? I think so. Yeah, because he wasn't pleased <laughs> at all with me. Anything at that else, point. it would have been different. Like anything else, but donuts. Yeah, I should have <laughs> cried. Said, don't don't make me cry on my donuts. It'll ruin them. And then he would understand. That's true. Yeah. He just went about it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. It want a peep. Yeah. Yeah. He would have got two tickets. Yeah. I don't like him. You can have him. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Mike, I'd love for you to just share some thoughts. How do we, if we're in the, a season of life where it's uncomfortable, and especially this week being Thanksgiving, how do you, if you don't, if you're not in the mood to being thankful or being at a Thanksgiving thing, how can you adjust your mood? Well, for me, uh, thinking about Thanksgiving, I know that I mentioned, I think it was last week or the week before, about the fact that some families going to Thanksgiving, and that's like the worst time to go because they're just family situations. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for me, sometimes going into a situation like, for instance, last night youth group, like I went in, I was excited. We had like Minute to Win It. We had a comedian video. We had a great message prepared. Uh, I get to church and my PowerPoint would not work. And so I started youth group 10 minutes later than I wanted to. And so it kind of ruined my life uh, for a <laughs> period of time. Uh, but it also changed my mood. And teenagers can pick up on my mood easy because I'm like a book. You can look at my face and read it. And so I was frustrated, which kind of ruined the, the beginning of the night. But the night went on and uh, we got into our message and conversation and it turned out to be an okay night. Uh, but I think that was huge for me to realize how quick my mood changed. And I talked about the aspect of when you figure out what causes your mood to change and then how to change that. I started thinking of my life and some of those things, some moods are easier to change than others. Like if I'm hungry, I'll go get something to eat. If my football team loses, uh, which is the Broncos, uh, for me, sometimes it's easier for me to get over it because I'm not invested so much into it. I'm a Pirates fan, too. 20 years of losing uh, will do that to you. Uh, 
But those were easier for me. Some modes are more difficult. I look over my life and I, I think of when I was engaged in college and the breakup that I went through or the broken trust between me and ministry leaders or uh, the time I dislocated my ankle playing basketball or just being single for like 28 years of my life. Like those were those took time of healing and it took me a while to get out of those moods. And some of the things that I always rely on are families and friends to get me through those times. I spent a lot of time talking to friends about my breakup. I spent a lot of time talking about even debt and like being in school loans and stuff. I would spend time talking to family and friends because they would help lift me out of that mood. And most importantly, I spent time with God. And I had one verse that I'd just like to share. It's Romans twelve four. It says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. That's huge. Hmm. Everything that's in the Scriptures, even the bad stuff that's in Scriptures, were meant to be there for me to have hope to get out of a situation. And that's why I love the Bible, because God's Word comes to me even at the darkest, deep times where I don't have hope, and it gives me hope. That's awesome. We're going to take a break here on the show. Remember to jump on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTV. You can also chat with a live coach if maybe tonight your mood isn't very good. Go and chat tonight at HopeNet360.com. We'll be back with more on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Glad that you've joined us here on HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Tara K, Jason, and Mike here with you tonight. Jump on the tweet back right now at HopeNet360.com slash tweet back or on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Lots of lots to talk about tonight, guys. So we're talking about mood and how we change our mood because this time of year, it can actually be hard to have a good mood. Sometimes when you think you know, you're in a bad mood, some of us equate that to actually being in a, having a bad attitude. And like I mentioned before, there is something that we can do to change our mood. Sometimes we get into moods and we think, there's nothing I can do. I'm just in a bad mood. You just got to deal with it. I'll get over it. You know, it'll change eventually. And so we wait until we're in a better mood. But we can do some things, can't we, to change our mood? Yeah, I, th- I think one of the things that we have to think about is embracing reality. I mean, honestly, we need to embrace reality. If we understand and expect things to be the way they really are, uh, we're not eclipsing things uh, that we should be looking at. For example, if if I'm thinking at Christmas as a kid, when I was growing up, you know, you have your mind on one gift. I used to have my mind on like one gift and I wanted one thing. So my mind was on it. And if I didn't get that gift, you know, I thought, man, my parents, you know, I'm bummed out. They don't love me. My other friends got this gift, whatever it might be. But what happened is the one little thing in my life, I had this focal point, this this focus on something that began to control every other aspect of life. If you were to set me aside for a second and say, Dave, do you really know your parents love you? Do you really? I, I would say, yes, they do. And yes, but but for that moment, that that one situation eclipsed everything else in my life. And I think one of the things that we can do uh, is try to get to the point where we don't allow things to take the total focus away from other aspects of life that we really do know and understand. So uh, sometimes it's, again, repeating reality. And that's why the Bible is so critical. When we go into the Bible and we read it, it says things the way they are. 
and, and now that's reality. So I get to look at it and whatever's getting in the way, I need to understand that it's eclipsing that. And, and, and so I need to move it so that actually I begin to see my mood adjusted because I've adjusted to a, uh, look at reality instead of the pretend world that I'm living in. What do you guys think? What are some ways? I mean, there are going to be healthy ways and there are going to be unhealthy ways to change our attitude or to change our mood. And sometimes, you know, I've talked about it. We've talked about it before how, you know, we mask our mood or we try to change it. Maybe we indulge in something. You know, some people that listen to the show are going through some difficult times right now where they're struggling with addiction. And we've talked about the reality that so many of our young people fall into patterns of addiction, you know, whether it's with food or with drugs or with alcohol or just uh, being overly dependent on people, a dating relationship that's uh, very physical. It's, it's very intimate. It's just it's out of bounds, really, in what a, what a relationship really looks like. We've talked a lot about those different things. And there are times in our life where... You know, we really have to ask ourselves, you know, what am I doing? Is what I'm doing healthy or is it unhealthy? Is it affecting me in, a, in, in making me better or is this changing my mood and, and actually making things a lot worse? Yeah, I think there's a lot of I think there's there can be positive things that you can do and things that maybe aren't so positive, like maybe, you know, exercising or doing something that is uh, like a physical activity. Like I like to dance. So that puts me in a better, better mood. I can do it with my friends and we have releases endorphins. So it's a good, it's a positive thing. But I think sometimes that, you know, I was having this conversation with some friends of mine, we were talking about how um, it's very common for people to say, Oh, if they're in a social situation where they feel uncomfortable, um, like let's say maybe dancing, it's not easy for everybody to feel comfortable doing that Mm -hmm. or in a social situation. And I think it's common for people to say, well, oh, if I go have a drink or something first, then I can be okay in this social situation. Or that might be a reason why somebody um, might, you know, choose to drink because it makes them feel well um, or whatever kind of substance it might be to make you feel like you're in a better mood or make other people like you or make you feel more comfortable. But I think um, as I think about things like that, some things that you try to, I think you try to replace um maybe or you try to use to help you feel better but really you're just trying to i don't know impress other people i think ultimately in that situation you're kind of more concerned about well i want people to think i'm cool or i want people to think that i'm fun or the life of the party so i'm not naturally like that myself so i'm going to go and use some kind of a substance to make other people be who a person that they would like mm. on the outside. Yeah. And I think that that's a, a negative um, way to deal with maybe using something to change your mood or your attitude that for those reasons, you're kind of doing it for other people and to get other people to like who you are instead of just being who you really are. Right. Yeah. Mike, do you see that a lot with young people where they just, they struggle to find their identities. They try to, they try to be somebody they're not or change their mood just depending on the situation they're in. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I was a teenager and I did it all the time. And then the teenagers I work with, you know, you're trying to determine your self-worth through what brand you're wearing to Mm -hmm. uh, some of your close friends. Uh, They start picking up a new lifestyle. So you go with them. Uh, I really think that, you know, like we were talking a little bit about alcohol or the drugs that kind of falls under like medication, what we were talking about earlier. Uh, It's there to mask what's really deep down in there. And a lot of times it's that self-identity, that self-worth, who you are. And if you can't get down to the root of it, 
um, things don't help, you know. And some of my frustration sometimes is uh, the realization that a lot of times myself or adults will say, hey, it gets better down the road. Um, but if you're not in that situation, you're not going to see that light at the end of mm-hmm. the tunnel. And that can be the one of the most frustrating things. Uh, it's frustrating for me to hear that. I think the best time is when friends are sitting there with me, hurting with me, uh, and just talking with me because they care about me. And so a lot of times you have to be very careful if you're in that situation to surround yourself with good friends that are going to hurt with you and talk with you and encourage you. And then as well as you need to be a good friend to those that are hurting as well. And, you know, remember that they're in the situation and try to relate as well as you can. So I, th- I think there's a difference in, in, in need and want. I mean, if I, if I were to come and say, you know, I, and I really need to be voted like the most likely to succeed in my class. I need that. And, and you know, it's not bad to say I would like to be voted most likely to succeed, but to to put a dependency on something. I need a good steak meal. I need a good in order to be OK. I need this. Then you, you're setting yourself up because then you're going to need another steak dinner. You need another vote. Are you going to see there, there's a way for us to be focused on the wrong thing. But actually, when we focus on the right thing, we may still eat the steak dinner and enjoy it. You know what I mean? We're not dependent on it, mm. but, we'll, but we'll eat it and enjoy it. And sometimes uh, I think that's what Mike was talking about. There's a mask, whether it be people with alcohol or whatever it might be. It's like, well, I really need this. Well, no, you don't. Here, here's what you do need. You need reality. You need to embrace it. And when you do that, your mood will change. And, and instead of trying to mask reality and make it what you want it to be. Uh, it, it, you know, the truth of the matter is I think there's a lot of people who have a bad mood because they're disappointed with God, they're disappointed with others, and, and what they really need to do is get to know God, really. And, and this disappointment will begin to fade, and it will affect their mood. Jason, do you find when there's confusion that that oftentimes leads to a bad mood, you know, being confused about maybe who you are or a situation in your life, does that, do you think that affects your mood? I think it does. I think when you, when you lose track of what you're living for, you know, or even what you value, um, or even wrestling with what you value, I think it impacts your mood. Because um, I think especially a lot of high schoolers and, and young adults, that's the, the time of their life where they're really defining on what they're living for and who they are as a person. And, and sometimes, even just like Tara was talking about, we allow um, some of these outside influences to try to define who we are. And that's that's not how it should be. The, the outside influence that should define who we are is who God is and how we are pictured you know, by God. And and the more that we spend time with God, as, as Dave was talking about, the more that will influence then the consistency behind our attitude and the consistency of our mood. Um, and, 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 and even as, as we talked about earlier, what are things that we can do to try to impact our mood? You know, one of the things that I notice is that when I'm consistently reading scripture and consistently spending time with God, my mood is better because my attitude is better. And I notice that, you know, if I go a stretch of time without doing that, I notice that I'm different, you know, and, and so that's why I try to be intentional about even something as simple as spending time with God, because I know that when my mind frame is on the right things, it impacts the way that I live out my life. All right, jump on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Let us know what are some positive ways to change your mood. We would love to read those and share those on our show notes tonight at HopeNet360.com. We'll be back with more and wrap up the show here on HopeNet Radio. 
Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. As a wise person once said, if you're in a bad mood, just shake it off. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We're so glad you guys have joined us here on the show. I'm being facetious. Who was that wise person? And who's the wise yeah, person? I, I stole, wise woman. I stole Tara Stunner. Yeah, wise woman. Tara can say it better. Anyway, a little Taylor Swift. Not Tara Swift. I was going to say Tara Swift. That doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just let it go, too. <laughs> let it go. Start singing the Disney songs. There you go. Anyway, we're glad you've joined us here on HopeNet Radio. We're being a little bit silly here. We're talking about changing mood tonight. Uh, in this month, it's our Thanksgiving living series so if you haven't checked out all the other past episodes yet make sure you go and do that subscribe to the podcast we're on itunes we're on tune in radio you can go there and download the past episodes check out this thanks living series uh, i think it's just when one of those series we don't do series all the time of shows but we talk about things in this series that talks about shaping how we're going to live thankfully not just during thanksgiving season although maybe it can be hard to actually be thankful at this time of year too so we're talking about that on the show tonight we'd love to hear your thoughts on the tweet back Use the hashtag HNRTB. You can also email us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. In a couple of weeks, I do want to just continue to promote this. We want to do a show called Ask Me Anything. And so this can be your chance to just ask a question that you'd like us to answer on the show. Maybe give us some things to talk about, some discussion starters. We'd love to connect with you that way. So the Ask Me Anything show, we'd love for you to send in your thoughts and your tweets. We might read them on the air. So... Tonight, Tara Kay, back in studio. It's been so great having you. Uh, Mike, you've been awesome, just awesome to have on this whole series of Thanksgiving. And uh, I know you had some really great thoughts, especially we've been just chatting about how we change our mood. I think that's a big question today, especially when you wake up on that wrong side of the bed and you're trying to figure out, okay, I've got a bad mood. We've talked about how sometimes there's a necessity to mask those feelings like I don't feel like I'm in a good mood or just feeling thankful and yet you have to go to your your job or you have to go to school or you have to go somewhere and you have to meet certain expectations right so what we often do is we often just deflect that we try to change our mood and sometimes we try to do that through different ways so as we're wrapping up the show guys I'd like to hear some of your final thoughts of you know how we wrestle with being in a bad mood and also how we change the temperature of those who are around us that might be in bad moods. I think for me, a couple of the ways that I've been able to change my mood, some different uh, ways would be sometimes it's just going out and getting fresh air. Uh, That one's always changed. If I'm inside doing office work and get in a mood where I'm just tired, depressed, whatever it might feel, go outside. Sometimes it's just taking a shower. Sometimes it's going to play basketball with some people. Um, I've found some outlets that are great. And then basically the best is spending time with God. Uh, I can't replace that with anything else. Uh, God's the only one that can fill that gaping hole in my in my heart that sometimes is there because of, for whatever mood, uh, whatever caused it. Hmm. And uh, I had another verse that I'd like to share. I know that I shared one a little while ago, and that was from Romans fifteen four, not Romans twelve four. I can't read, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, this one from um, Proverbs seventeen twenty two. It says, "A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones." And for me, it's always to remember, "Hey, I need to stay positive, no matter my circumstances around me or what's going on. If my spirit's crushed and I go around and I'm depressed, and I'm tired, 
I can't find a reason to do life or I can't figure out how to get through to teenagers in ministry or whatever it might be. I got to realize that it affects me and it affects those around me. And so for me, I need to make sure that I have a cheerful heart, that I need to have a good mood. And so I need to change that. That way it's good for other people around me. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I would definitely agree with everything that was said. And well, I like to listen to music, too, and maybe shake it off a little bit if something goes <laughs> wrong. But uh, my quote, it reminds me of my dad used to have a lot of one-liners. I don't think he ever actually said this one, but he would probably come up with it. You change your tune, you change your mood. So um, I think we were talking earlier before the show. Dave shared something really, an analogy really neat with us. I don't know if we actually talked about it on the air yet or not, but it was the 10-second, the 10-minute, 10 10-hour 10 uh, rule. So you have to think about if something happens and you're, it puts you in a bad mood, you have to step back and think about, is this something um, that's just going to last for 10 seconds? And maybe Dave can, he can explain it better, but, or 10 minutes or 10 years. So you have to put things, I think, in perspective. That's a lot of times what I know I need to change. And a lot of times, especially how talk to somebody else about it, that's usually what they help me figure out. Like, why are you mad just in the moment? And really, they help me put it into perspective. So then that helps to change my mood, too. Like, literally, this is just a temporary thing. So there's not really any reason to get all upset about it. Yeah. And sometimes when I do those other activities, I realize that myself, too. If I go out and dance or exercise or listen to some music, I kind of come to that conclusion, too. Like, oh, well, that was just something that happened in the moment. And I mm-hmm. can move on. And I really didn't need to get all that upset about it. But some things are... Um, long term too, and that's where we have to really sit down and adjust. Do I have wrong thinking yeah. in my life too? So maybe Dave can actually share. Uh, yeah. He was sharing that with us. I thought that, that really spoke to me a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's just a it's just a focus. I, and I read that somewhere. Somebody said that, but I, it, it's so true. I mean, ten second things you can just endure. Even ten day things you can realize this isn't going to be permanent. You don't want to make any major decisions or anything else. But if it's a ten year problem, you need to sit down and talk with somebody and readjust your thought process. I would just like to conclude myself by reading Psalm one nineteen, not the whole chapter, uh, verses twenty eight uh, on for a little bit. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Put false ways far from me and, and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. And, and, and I think that summarizes things. You know, there are times that are rough in life, but I choose the way of faithfulness. And when I do that, I'm okay. My mood changes, actually. It's not that I enjoy suffering. It's not that I enjoy sickness, whatever else might be. But all of a sudden, because I'm choosing to be faithful to God because I know who he is and he knows what he's doing, I all of a sudden have an adjustment in my mood. Yeah, it's really good. You know, one of the things that that kind of sticks out for me as we've been talking about, you know, our moods is that it's so easy to allow if we're not on guard for different situations and circumstances to impact us. And so it really is just just training the way that we think and live to guard our hearts and really to look to Scripture and to look to God to help us to set our focus on the things that it needs to be focused on. Because I think that when our focus is on the right thing, it's easier, I should say, easier to um, then have our attitude and our mood be positive. 
you know, when we allow circumstances and the here and now to directly impact that, it's so easy to lose sight of that. Um, so really it is, it, it's, it, I mean, not to be a cliche or anything, but it's really focusing on our relationship with God, you know, and I think there are other things besides that that can help, but that's the main thing. You know, even Mike mentioned some of those things that, that how each of us are wired, you know, it's easy to kind of step out of a situation and, and kind of catch our breath, you know, whether it's taking a walk or, or playing some sports or uh, listening to some music, you know, those, those are very practical ways. But I really think that the, the main emphasis here is, is making sure that our mindset is on what it needs to be on and everything else will f- flow from there. Yeah. And what's interesting is the mind is always the biggest battlefield. It's, it's always the biggest thing to overcome. Whether you're talking to an athlete, oftentimes success is, is determined. You win and lose battles, not necessarily in your physical feats, but just in your mental ability in your understanding. So, you know, maybe you've been in a bad mood. It's, it's interesting to me that the brain is still one of the, the, I guess one of the final frontiers really of science. They have so much left to discover of what our brain is capable of doing. And again, how to treat some of these things. And so I know there's a lot of discussion about mental illness and all these sort of things. And, and the reality is it's not just mental. It's also spiritual. There's a spiritual side to that. And maybe you've never addressed that side before. Maybe you've been avoiding it. Maybe you've been thinking, yeah, there's, there's nothing spiritual about this. I'm just in a bad mood. I'm just in a funk. It's going to go away. Well, the reality is, though, is if you're going to, if you want to change that, you have to address some of those spiritual things. You got to address the hearts because, again, we've talked in the last couple of weeks about your attitude and the heart. The reality is, your mood is a byproduct. And next week, we're going to talk about how we respond uh, based on our attitude in our heart and how that kind of shows on the outward. You, you call it behavior, but we're going to talk more about this next week. Uh, it's just to talk about how. This is bigger than just our mood. It's it's an attitude of our heart. It shows what's really going on in our heart. That's where our mood comes from. It's an effect of our attitude. It's an effect of the spirit within us. And until we understand who God is and what he's done for us and we allow his spirit to work in us and change us, there's nothing we can really do long term that's going to change that. We can do some things in the short term. You can change your environment. You can change your friends. You can adjust your schedule. You can change some of your habits. You can change your hobbies. Maybe instead of playing video games, you can start doing some journaling. Write out what your emotions are. Write out you know, maybe some poetry. Maybe start doing some drawing some better things to help change your mood. Maybe you, you can just spend some time, you know, I always say there's always a yes and no principle. You can start saying yes to things you've been saying no to for a while. And you can start saying no to things you've been saying yes to for a while that have been destructive. And so there's, you know, there's always ways that we can try to deal with these things ourselves. And if you want more ideas, visit hopenet360.com. Check out the show notes. We've got some things we've added in there, ways to just help shift our mood and what we can do about that. And again, there's that part of surrender too, which I think is so important we're going to talk more about this next week on the show but we have to include the surrender part of it you're in a bad mood today what's the best thing you can do just pray and ask god and say god i surrender this to you take this i don't want to be in this bad mood help me adjust it and god will be there with you he's faithful to do that and follow through so check out hopenet360.com chat with the live coach anytime you need to during the week and also make sure to subscribe on the podcast for dave jason tara and mike i'm jeff saying so long we'll see you guys online and next week bye Bye. Bye-bye.